1: Welcome to Your Books in Critical Theory. On this episode, I'm talking to Karen Gregory, who's one of the editors of Digital Sociologies, which is published by Policy Press. So welcome to Your Books in Critical Theory. I'm here with Karen Gregory from the uh, Sociology Department at the University of Edinburgh. And we're going to be talking about Digital Sociologies, which uh, she was one of the co-editors of, um, which is a new book published by Policy Press. So welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks for having me, Dave.
1: So... This is a really interesting book, and it's very, very timely, and I think really quite important as well. And it's also got quite an interesting history behind it. And I guess we could think about that in two ways. The first would be quite nice to know about kind of you and your sort of broader digital sociology or sociologist research agenda before we get into the process of bringing the book together.
0: Sure. Well, as you know, I'm now a digital sociologist at the University of Edinburgh. And to be honest with you, this is a field that is developing as a subfield within sociology, but I personally come to it not through data science, not necessarily even through um, internet research or through a history of technology and communication. I'm actually an ethnographer of labor. And I've been interested for many years in the ways in which people uh, put themselves back to work after they've been laid off or after they've been pushed out of a formal labor market. So my research before I was labelled a digital sociologist, was actually quite uh, ethnographic and human-centred. But I was interested in the ways in which people were using uh, Web 2.0 platforms and technologies to brand themselves, to network, to find new communities, and really to sort of um, find forms of resilience and resistance in precarity. The digital sociology piece of that, my interest in labour actually led... To working on something that we call digital labor now another subfield which is growing another interdisciplinary field uh, the digital labor work is what brought me to digital sociology and again it, it's not necessarily something you can point to and say there are the four people doing digital sociology but even as the book attests it's it's a attempt to bring sociologists together who have been interested in the social effects of new technologies, uh, network technologies, and especially the effects of digitization and the kind of datification of everyday life.
1: And the book, I guess, reflects that kind of process of of bringing together. So uh, your co-editors, Jesse Daniels and Tressie McMillan-Cotton, I think were involved in a big conference and then kind of developed the book and had, uh, as the introduction sets out, a really kind of interesting way of um, thinking about doing scholarship as well in terms of stuff like peer review. So it'd be great to know about that.
0: Absolutely. This is, a, this is not just a book. It, it has been a process of building a community. And I think really a community of practice uh, with new, a lot of junior scholars who are, of course, meeting the digital in their research. In some ways, I think about this community uh, coming together because people are now being challenged by new objects of research, new sites of research. Uh, Even as I mentioned in my own work, if you're looking at any kind of labor, you're pretty much going to run into the digital at some level. So this is a group of people coming together who are asking new research questions, uh, looking at challenges for research in terms of methods and methodologies, certainly talking around uh, ethical issues. And as you mentioned, a few years ago, uh, Jesse, Tressie, and I coordinated a digital sociology conference in New York City, which was part of the Eastern Sociological Society conference. And I think the conference sort of saw us as this little, you know, oh, that's a nice mini conference that you're having on the side. And we were still seen as a bit of a a little niche thing that they tucked us away. Um, But that group of people, I think we realized over the two days that we had that conference that we were really asking questions of the moment and that we were doing something that wasn't fully defined and that we needed each other. So the book came out of the conference, a number of the contributors have been uh, presented there. And it has been about, you know, as you mentioned, continuing this conversation in and across new forms of media. So again, it's a, it's about building a community. The book is one instance of that. I'm really pleased that a number of the contributors are junior scholars. Um, we especially are looking to create uh, a, you know, a kind of diverse community of sociologists here. And um, in terms of keeping this going, it's not something that can stay in the book. It's not something that can just go off into journal articles. And in fact, some people have suggested to me that digital sociology needs its own journal. And maybe it does. Maybe that is something interesting to to consider. But for me, it's about sort of also building in the insights around digital scholarship. Where are the new spaces and places that we can be talking to each other? Where can we network? Not only to build a subfield or to build a kind of branded discipline, uh, but to talk to one another and really to start a, uh, work collaboratively to continually emphasize that this is not, while the name sociology is here, what it does is actually foreground sociological interests, but that is no, by no means, <laughs> um, you know, the, the sort of purview only of sociologists. This is an interdisciplinary project. And again, it's about meeting the challenges of digital life, uh, thinking about the ways in which the digital and, and data that kind of increasing ubiquity of data in our lives is really challenging us as researchers. Um, so, so again, I'm interested in using things like Twitter, social media, uh, blogging, certainly, uh, writing for open access publications, thinking about the ways in which technology can help us actually form new communities and 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 support and support those communities.
1: What, one of the things that happens early in the book, and I think actually runs all the way through it, and the individual chapters kind of stand as as illustrations of this, is this not distinction but this um idea you draw out about there being not one single digital sociology and you kind of mentioned a few things there and you you point towards digital sociologies in the plural and i wonder if you could have a bit of a go at say defining that like what what's the kind of the object um, of our study here
0: sure i mean again digital sociology as jesse likes to say is kind of late to this party we are obviously uh indebted to and and uh deeply entangled in research that has been going on for many, many years, uh, internet research, media and communications, cultural theory. And in some ways, um, you know, you can even ask the question, why do we need a digital sociology? is an internet research enough? Um, and, and again, there's two points here. One, the first one is that the plurality of digital sociologies is not meant to kind of bound this, but actually to sort of sound a call <laughs> to the work through the digital work that's been happening in and through sociology in its own other niches. So, for instance, there's been a tremendous amount of work on digital technologies, but we call that uh, labor and organizations, work in organizations, or that's the purview of media studies. And what we would like to do is sort of sound a call to people who want to come together as this com- sort of community of practice. The other, So in that way, it's going to be already existing sociology work that comes together to form this sociologies. Um, the other piece of this is again to point to the kind of interdisciplinarity of this that we ha- do draw from longstanding traditions, and that again we come to those traditions to ask sociological questions. So while we might be interested, for example, in um, new media formations online or some pla- some you know phenomenon that is happening through the internet. Again, it's sociology, so it's interested in race, class, gender, and especially has an interest in inequality stratification, and the way in which these technologies are changing social relationships so I know on the one hand, it sounds as though it is kind of a a label <laughs> that is desperately trying to kind of carve out a, a an academic niche um, I see it less as a kind of competition for terrain than I see this as a as a as a a, a kind of Claxon! Hey guys, how do we all work together from our various traditions, and 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 what should be the questions that we are asking? How do we have a kind of sociological check-in? Where do we come back to some of these older questions around, uh, you know, for instance, we were just talking earlier, who are the elites of our society, and that you know is a very old sociological question. Who are the new digital elites? What in what way does the digital kind of update? But continue on what sociologists have always been thinking about and in what ways can those sociological conversations really embolden and invigorate other disciplines um i think personally i think that this is sort of the kind of um, work of our time
1: i'm really interested to know even more about that basically because uh the first part of the book and this happens in a couple of chapters um, within that first part sort of uh, chapters four chapter seven Um, your own kind of introductory essay is thinking through um, if not a potential binary but um, the relationship between digital and traditional sociology and in some ways you know you kind of stake out that this really is a false binary and you again gesture towards this but in other ways there are kind of new things like ethical issues that come up so I wonder if you could talk me through that Um, if not binary, but perhaps that relationship between the digital and the traditional.
0: Absolutely. I mean, again, I would push back against a kind of traditional digital uh, bifurcation. And I would say, in what ways does the digital offer something new to longstanding sociological concerns? And in what ways does it not? How do we look, for instance, um, you know, when we think about finding uh, community, Are we really looking at something new, new forms of social organization, new social uh, relationships that are happening when we look at a Facebook group? Or are we looking at something that's always been happening? And yet the digital now creates new affordances, creates new inequalities, creates new forms of possibility. And I think it's that exciting tension between what has always been studied in sociology and then the ways in which digital technologies themselves, again, products of social relations, products of economies, products of human making, um, create new spaces, create new affordances, create new challenges, and give rise to potentially new, new forms of social relationships. Um, that's all up for study, really. And I think, again, I, I would be hard-pressed to even define what traditional sociology yeah, yeah, is, right? We're yeah. kind of a big tent discipline. Um, I think what, what the digital sociologists are interested in doing is kind of taking a um you know a methodological tour what have we done really well and in what ways does the digital also kind of pressure that you know when you can no longer see face to face who uh, a user is on twitter how do how does the digital both update us and challenge us and at the same time keep this kind of constant interest in in the ways in which society works in the ways in which society comes together uh, for instance, I'm working on some stuff right now around solidarity. This could not be an older concept to sociology. But of course, we know things like digital networks and digital economies are absolutely pressuring what we understand to be so- solidarity. So it's really a kind of, I would say that digital sociology is a bit of a genus-faced uh, entity because it's absolutely looking back while it's looking forward.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the obvious thing here is is kind of new, or if not new, but, you know, kind of... Um challenging ethical issues in terms of digital sociology Um, and I wonder if you could because obviously you know you've done an introduction to to one section but um, these are your um, authors chapters but I wonder if you could um, illustrate some of those ethical issues for me.
0: Absolutely Um, I think you know the ethical components here are also why we need a community of practice there is no one hard and fast rule that I can point you to which gives you a set of digital ethics again ethics here are going to be in conversation with each platform with each technology with each use with each group of people i mean they're going to be very specific to the research project um, but for example chapter five where allison main looks specifically at challenges um, of researching a facebook community and traditionally we tend to think oh Can I take this data? Should I be looking at this? What's public? What's private? Where are the distinctions? How will I be an ethical researcher? Can I lurk here? Can I participate? And I think what Allison does really well is that she makes clear the agency of her own participants. She stays true to an ethnographic uh, ethos while also working with a digital community. And she opens up the project to them. And I think what's interesting is that she finds that people do not want to be anonymous. They want a voice in her research. And that then becomes the focus of, you know, a focus of the study. What are, how are people saying things here in a Facebook group, which is maybe part private, part public. But fascinatingly, when it comes to it being written up as an academic study, they want their name attached to it. And that does not undermine the fact that when it's, in part, a digital world that they're participating in, they may choose bits of anonymity. So again, it's this kind of... Um, you know, real commitment to having a certain set of ethnographic practices, which, again, old sociology, right, traditional sociology, if you will, um, but bringing it into people's lives in new digital spaces and, and really, I think, offering other researchers. One thing I really like about this section, uh, Tim rakuber also does some really great stuff around finding meaning in small online spaces, and what I love is that Tim is actually responding to this long, you know, this conversation around big data, we might think digital sociology right away should be some kind of data science. I would say no. I mean, not that we won't speak—we <laughs> speak that language, obviously. But you know, what Tim is doing is he's looking at kind of lost artifacts on the web. What happens to a Tumblr that dies? Mm. You know, that, that people don't look at anymore. And how do you find what is a small? You know, what is a small online space? And again, this is this this goes back to kind of sociological interests in everyday life, um, and embodied practice in the way people uh, Tim's work. In other ways, is around um, death and mourning. So, interesting to look at how does something die online? Um, and again, he's really writing for the kind of researcher who might be grappling with these issues. You know, these, a lot of these chapters in this section are people who are, again, junior researchers who are writing out of the current practice. Um, another piece that I love, I really think is a great uh, chapter for current researchers, is chapter seven, which looks at. Solidarity in online um, transnational feminist organizing. And (laughs) while we are digital in this book, many of the chapters point you back to the necessity to get offline, to talk to people, to triangulate data, and to really um, not give up on older methods. Uh, Here, Teresa Hunt finds that if she had only listened to what was being said, in forums, it would have absolutely silenced people within that forum who simply don't participate for, for, again, very sociological reasons around uh, age, around race, around feelings about whether they're participating in the community fully offline. And so she has to travel back and forth between those worlds. Um, I think her chapter is really a great kind of model for people who might want to think about digital work but aren't necessarily comfortable going fully digital.
1: I think we can carry that line of thought forward actually because one of the things that comes up really strongly in the second part of the book across the later chapters in that second part is this question about kind of intersectional analysis um, and I'm quite keen to hear a bit more about um, what we kind of think of and what we mean by an intersectional analysis for uh, digital sociology.
0: I think an intersectional analysis is at the heart <laughs> of a lot of um digital sociology work that I really do, you know, I see as a kind of US-based digital sociology. Um, And again, it's drawing from Crenshaw's theory of intersectionality. How do we actually understand um, identity formation? How do we understand oppression? Where do we locate uh, power within that? And it's not necessarily creating uh, a digital version of that theory. It's, It's again asking, how does the digital actually intersect with intersectionality? What happens when we go online and we start to look at the ways in which young African-American women are using Facebook, uh, particularly thinking about Chessie, Tressie's chapter here, using Facebook as a kind of extracurricular space as they are attending, um, you know, for-profit colleges. In what ways does an intersectional theory, long-standing, well-documented intersectional theory, help her theorize how she can understand that space? I mean, I think it brings right away kind of focus on again questions of ethics questions on power of the researcher um and and, and then not kind of freighting in um, a sort of, sort of racial politics immediately into these uh, let rephrase that not freighting in a kind of white perspective actually onto these spaces um, or, or judging them in any kind of way uh i think what what happens here is a way in which we can start to look at the ways digital technologies both offer people New, commun- new forms of communication but also do at the same time reproduce existing inequalities without kind of ju- immediately kind of making any kind of prejudgment about how what's happening in those spaces
1: yeah th- this um, I guess this is a much bigger question that part two is engaged with because it's focused on institutions um, and the sort of front end uh, of part two is all about educational institutions so I mean maybe you could use them as as examples but i'm I'm interested in sort of why institutions matter and, Um, You know, partially on an organizational level, why did you devote a third of the book to institutions? But also, um, you know, in in a more detailed way, why do institutions matter?
0: Well, I think, like you said, the first part of the book is really looking at uh, structure and agency. Where do we kind of, how do we deal with that old binary that has long haunted sociology? Um, And clearly, we can see that digital technologies are uh, kind of blurring those lines. But at the same time, that it's having that kind of micro-macro, personal public uh, conversation, it is also radically altering the nature of our social institutions and our organizations. I think education is a great example of looking at the ways in which technologies have kind of been brought in, sometimes from larger actors, corporate actors, and are actively restructuring not just the nature of the organization, but actively restructuring the nature and experience of education uh, in tandem, again, with things that are happening in a labor market, again, a whole other set of uh, issues there. And, and where people are really asking, what constitutes an education in a digified world, and what should we be spending time doing? I mean, some people can make the argument that we should all become data scientists, and that that is what the you know kind of function of these institutions are. Um, again, this is not the, the chapters in the section are not just interested in higher education, but going back to your point around intersectionality, they're interested in the ways in which new technologies compound old standing inequalities that they either create or pressure stratifications. And it's essential that we are trained as sociologists in order to go into these institutions and not just look for the ways in which, you know, computers have been networked or maybe workflows have been reorganized or curriculums have been changed, but we are interested deeply in the ways in which this, uh, shapes and changes people's lives and the possibilities of their life chances. Um, Trussie does some great work in her chapter around classification schemes and the ways in which digital technologies are kind of exacerbating this new classificatory scheme where we, we, we understand you through your algorithm or we understand you through metrics. And that's absolutely having a kind of a revolutionary, and I don't use that in a kind of great way, effect in education and, and what then become the social consequences of that?
1: I mean, that is a, uh is a big part of the third part of the book as well which um focuses on on bodies sort of broadly defined but is i think all bound up with the kind of uh production or exclusion of particular kinds of bodies um whether that's through phenomena about you know kind of self-tracking um about you know kind of disciplining oneself or about um drawing particular social boundaries so I, I guess, again, there are two kind of questions. And the first would be, so why why do bodies matter to digital sociology, particularly in the context of um, a social phenomena that we usually, um, or at least perhaps in popular discussions, is not very embodied at all.
0: Absolutely. I think there's been two things that haunt discussions of di- the digital. One is that it's not particularly embodied. <laughs> and the other is that it's somehow immaterial. Right? We even hear a lot of talk about immaterial labor, affective labor, Um, I think a virtual world as though something is, you know, distant and over there. And I think specifically this emphasis on bodies is to counter that discourse. Uh, Bodies matter. (laughs) Bodies make the technologies. Bodies make the social spaces that make the technologies possible. And then we know um, uh, from research and from our own personal experiences that we live very intimately with new technologies. They are changing not only how we live with each other, um, and the experiences of our embodied lives, but they're changing also how we understand our body. Uh, I think, you know, Carrick Van Cleef's work around mothers and machines and thinking about the relationship between a kind of technicity and technology and what mother mothering has meant and what care work has meant. Um, you know, I think a chapter like that really goes to the heart of what this is. In what ways do the technologies begin to uh, stand in? for caring relationships? Do they come to stand in for how we will know one another? Um, There's just, you know, there's a fantastic group of stuff happening also around uh, Betsy Wissinger's work on wearable technology. I think Betsy is onto something. This is a a field that's cracking open. Sensor technology is increasingly going to shape not just our stuff, right, kind of internet of things, uh, sensors that can be woven into fabrics, but they will start to shape how we can also understand who we are as bodies. Deborah Lupton has written around this, around uh, quantified self-movement, people who are using new technologies in order to track, to surveil, to count. And that will have ramifications for uh, health industries for years into the future, for better or worse. And again, this is why the sociology piece of this kind of digital sociology is essential. It's not just a kind of fascination with the new and the glittery sensor. It's that once we understand what this can do for two bodies and to the understanding of who we are as humans, we immediately know that we're back into old sociological conversations around productions of race, new classifications, the production of new populations, new oppressions, new exclusions. And we wonder, I think in this book, uh, the digital is faster than us in many ways. And are we as sociologists and social scientists really keeping up with the challenges that this new world presents us with?
1: But those, I guess those kind of like old school concerns crystallize really. Uh, Clearly in the chapter on uh, black gamers and the the Twitch system and and even the kind of the title gives a clue uh, to the sort of uh, almost classical sociological racial politics about, you know, you're just too urban, Mm -hmm. you know, these sort of subtle mechanisms of of exclusion from particular online spaces.
0: Absolutely. I think as much as there's new new stuff in this book, new work, new places to look as a sociologist, the questions Mm -hmm. are as old as our discipline. And again, absolutely the formation of you know, insider, outsider, who is the stranger, uh, who is the racialized other, in what ways do old, very old inequalities, things like uh, redlining, for instance. Uh, you can look at how some sort of you know, much older technology of racial exclusion gets written back into the code of a platform, gets written back into the design. And again, another piece of this, and I don't think we touched enough on it in the book, Is that These technologies that we're talking about, something like Twitch, a platform that is designed for gamers and new communities of gamers, in what ways is that already designed to privilege a particular type of user? Because it's been designed in and through a kind of uh, labor arrangements and a political economy that already privileges a particular subject. I think, popping back to the other section, Tressie's work, she, she names this a kind of, in terms of education, a Platforms that are designed for the, the roaming autodidact, you know, a kind of already white, upwardly mobile, self learning, well networked person. And, and again, digital sociology is well po- po- uh, poised to sort of point out that these, these platforms don't fall from the sky, right? They're made by people for a certain user and they, they draw people together, sometimes uh, producing new forms of social arrangements and sometimes absolutely reinscribing older, long-standing uh, uh, inequalities.
1: I mean, we've we, we just sort of scratched the surface of the book, really, and, and obviously, you know, I kind of urge people to to both, you know, buy it, then read it, because um, it's really, really rich. And the essays, you know, um, although they've got these unifying themes, are quite eclectic in terms of um, their particular case studies or subject matter and some of their theoretical position, uh, positions. So what sort of comes next in terms of maybe for the book? Um, I know you mentioned that kind of claxon, that you know sense of um, bringing scholarship together, but also in terms of you, what are you you're working on as well?
0: In my own life, um, we'll be starting a master's program here at the University of Edinburgh, which I really see as forwarding the mission of the book. Again, this is the drawing together the community, creating community of practice, which is inherently interdisciplinary. I'm particularly excited about developing and designing curriculum. I want to see more people Come to, this, come to these spaces to do research and to read along with us and to maybe you know, write the next book. So there, there's that aspect around pedagogy and curriculum building. And I do think just to touch on a point you made before, this is also bringing people together to, to do and think through a digital sociologies, but also to work digitally. You know, we're, we're, we're training um, the kind of faculty of tomorrow. These are going to be digitally agile researchers and writers. And, and that to me is very exciting. In my own work, um, you know, on the one hand, I feel like I'm sort of (laughs) trying to throw a great party, (laughs) which is eclectic and interdisciplinary and really um, gets people in the room to ask the right questions and find the the right collaborators and, and do some really interesting research that is of the moment, that is socially useful. At the same time, at the one time I'm doing that, at the same time, I'm also starting a project here in Edinburgh around uh, sharing economy. And I think my focus will increasingly be on digital labour arrangements, Um, interested, again, in kind of connecting digital labour to urban sociology and to the future of cities. Uh, And my work will take up a kind of looking at the sharing economy outside of London, outside the big hubs, and maybe focusing even more on location. Right. So Scottish cities and looking at the future of a digital economy in Scotland. I think, again, even though the digital is global, it's very much place based. It's again, my focus on it's it's made by humans through humans. And I'm kind of interested in bringing uh, location and urbanness back into that digital labor conversation. Um, But I think, you know, a focus on labor actually connects all of this. It's not just about the sharing economy and digital platforms, which are changing the nature of work that work conversation threads through what I say about digital scholarship, because it is also changing the way we work as academics. And again, it's changing a kind of nature of how we work as sociologists. So I think, you know, I'm particularly excited about seeing these two avenues speak to one another and for sociologists and social scientists in general to when they think digital, to think about work and to think, to think about labor, to think about human beings actually, again, in a kind of material and embodied and, uh, you know, very much social life together.
1: Sounds great. Thanks for listening to your books in critical theory. I've been your host, Dr. Dave O'Brien. On this episode, I was talking to Dr. Karen Gregory from the University of Edinburgh about a book she's just edited with Tressie Macmillan cotton and Jesse Daniels called Digital Sociologies, published by Policy Press and the University of Chicago Press.